What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. Today is a reunion. It is a reunion because I have the one, the only, Mr. Planet Earth, wildlife extraordinaire himself, Theo Bowie. Me and Theo sat down. We were hanging out. We actually went to breakfast at our favorite spot, Geraldine's. If anybody is in the Seattle area, go to Geraldine's, get the pancakes of the day. You'll thank me later. That was like our ritual. We used to actually do that every single week, and we would just talk business. We'd talk life. We'd talk relationships, put the phones away, and just kick it. And we'd sit there for a couple hours eating pancakes and drinking coffee. So it was really cool. Um, Shannon had her baby shower recently, so that meant guys get the hell out the house. So he dropped Steph off, or Steph drove down, and then we, me and him uh, met up. We got some coffee. We got some pancakes. And we just got to talking, man, and it was good to uh, reconnect. It was good to rekindle. We talk all the time, but we haven't hung out in a while. So, of course, me being me, I was like, dude, you got to get back on the show. So we sat down. We recorded a podcast, and we talked all things life, to be honest with you. We talked a little business. We talked about how to be the best possible coach. We talked about nutrition. We talked about hunting. We talked about primal being a man in the primal way. We talked about his training right now. We talked about fatherhood. And we talked about a lot, and it's a really informative and just entertaining podcast. And it just felt good to sit down, talk to somebody that's on the same wavelength as me, and just talk life. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy this podcast, and I'm excited for you to hear. Now, without any further ado, let's get to the, uh, I guess, interview with former host and now present slash future guest, Coach Theo Bowie. Dude, Theo, back on the fucking podcast. And I'm back, bitches. It's been a fucking minute. Except now it's it's uh, the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. Has a little bit more of a ring to it. It does. Yeah. Kind of. You know what's funny, though? It's like, I'll be... Uh, it's like I- that ring, like when you get hit in the fucking ear. <laughs> that annoying ring? Yeah, that really annoying ring. That's the ring. You know what? Like I will say is I... I it's it's a good thing because nobody forgets like that Boom Boom name, but at the same time, it's a tongue twister. Like boom, I had to boom, change... Boom, well, I had to change the the Facebook group to the Boom 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 Performance Podcast it, Forum. Jesus, bro, I've just like if you listen, <laughs> I'm like the Boom Boom. Fuck, <laughs> I should have named it that, but I I don't know what else to name it's it. It's probably because now your your brain is like connected to like mind versus muscle, right? It's saying 100%. it so many times. I mean, how many episodes do we have of of mind versus muscle? So it's like your brain's connect. Every time you put the headphones yep. on, you're like. Mm-hmm. There, oh yeah, there was a couple <laughs> intros I had to redo because I said the Mind vs Muscle podcast. That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, and then it's just I st- I think I talk a little too fast too, and then like trying to say that many P's in one sentence while yeah. you talk fast. I've had people say like, "Yo, I got to put you on like half speed." Yeah, because I just go, which makes it tough. Yeah, that's true. I just don't even listen. <laughs> I know you don't. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't even listen when you were on the podcast. I know. I don't. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's why. I mean, I'm. At the same time, though, I am I am super proud of like you know where you've taken the podcast and you know how like that whole that whole thing just went over like so smooth yeah. and you know there was no problems and and uh, like how far you've taken it and now you've got a fucking you know sponsor man so good shit dude it's, thank you man it's crazy but it's yeah. I, I'm definitely like obviously we built this together so there's definitely like that foundation that we set which is it's huge and even michael too is a big part yeah. of that like well if that's the case i mean i'll i'll be expecting a check <laughs> i'm so moving soon so i'll give you my new address like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you got a little one on the way, so. I know, man. Fuck it, dude. Well, shit, dude, I've been doing literally like two or three interviews per week just setting myself yeah, up for that dope. time. So that way they're just going and I don't have to worry about it. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, but I started doing the same thing as used to. I don't listen anymore. I can't do it. Like for a while, I wanted to like listen and learn. And now I just like I get annoyed in my own voice. I'm like, I can't. I can't yeah, listen to now this. you know I'll, how like, I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> voice, right? Now I'll listen to the intro and I'll listen to the commercial and I'll listen to the outro just to make sure like my my editing and writing right. it out is good right. and then other than that i'm like yeah. i can't listen that's how that's how it is for me like on social media yeah. and it's the same thing right like i i don't i don't go and watch my shit like i i don't i watch none of my own things right i, I i'll do like a once over to make sure like okay like how to how the reps look right. and it's usually like the first 10 seconds because then i know if i'm repeating the same thing like and that's just you know just comes from training um you know, I, I know how the rest of my reps look. So I, I never watch a full video. If I edit, it's not like I'm really paying attention. It's just like, okay, it, it, am I getting my point across? Is is the movement done correctly? If so, okay, on to the next piece, yeah. post, and I'm fucking off that thing. As long, and as long as, like, the form is actually good. Because I yep. see a lot of people that I'm like, did you watch that? Because yeah. this is, like, cringing watching yep. that, you know? Yep. But I think a big thing with that, too, is just getting off of fucking social media. Because if I sit there and watch it after I post and read my thing to make sure it's good, yeah. then I scroll, and then all of a sudden I'm sucked in. Like, yeah. I had somebody ask me the other day, like, how, like, what's a big productivity hack? Like, how do you do these time blocks and stay so focused? I was like, turn off all your notifications. Yeah. Like, the only way I see if people are liking my shit on Facebook and Instagram is if I open the app. Yeah. Otherwise, you just get sucked in, and yeah. it just takes all your time. Like, weird shit, we were talking about that at Geraldine's. Like, just time blocking and, like, how... 80% of your results actually come from 20% of your time. Like, yeah. you don't need to be, like, work, work, Tuned work, work. in all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you got to disconnect. Yeah, I agree. And it's crazy because, like, I, I see it even with uh, being at the gym, right? Like, I get, you know, all the all the new people that, that, that come into the gym and, you know, after a while they'll friend request you or something like yeah. that on Facebook. And, you know, I have – I never really check that shit. And then, you know, people will, like, kind of, like, be quiet or think that I don't like them or something like that. And then, like, you know, I'll see that it'll it'll pop up in, like, some weird way on Facebook. I can't really explain it, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Um, and then, you know, you hit confirm on that friend, friend request. And then the next week, the next time you see that person, it's like, oh, hey. Yeah. Right? Like, so <laughs> it's, it's crazy because you know that those people, they're all over it. Yeah. Right? They, I mean, how, how much – how much are people on on Facebook and shit to you know to to check on those those notifications? Not a whole lot of people tune out, yeah. especially if you don't do it for business, right? Like yeah. if you're just kind of just on there as your own kind of personal, you just you just post you know shit about your life. You know those people are always on, yeah, always well, on Facebook. I think it's almost even more important when you're in business because you'll justify it. Like yeah. I found myself being like like scrolling stuff and like, well, I'm engaging and this is part of my business. Like mm -hmm. I have to do this. And then you realize like, you're just, I'm bullshit myself making my own excuse. Yeah. Now I'm just sucked in Yeah, and it's just sedation. Yeah. I agree. Just, it gets crazy and crazy. So, um, let's talk training, dude. Like you've obviously had a baby here for a while. So mm -hmm. I, we started talking about it at breakfast, but I want to kind of dig into what your training looks like right now. Cause obviously you're doing hours at the gym. So you're training a lot of people mm -hmm. right now. You have a baby, you're driving a lot. So like, what does your routine look like right now? Man, like, I mean, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, I, I hit my basic, I hit my basic things, you know, squat, 
bench, deadlift. I don't try to go balls to the walls, but there, you know, there, there are some days where, you know, like I talked about where, you know, I, I, and I even posted about it. I went like an hour and 15 minutes. And originally my goal was to just go like 45 minutes, right? Just because I like my ideal, like I was kind of in a time crunch and I was like, man, you know, I want to get home, make dinner, this and that. So I was like, I'm just going to go 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and I'm just going to deadlift today. Right. And so I just slowly just ramped up. I ended up going like an hour, 15 minutes. Um, and then eventually got up to a one rep that like felt really, that felt really clean and really fast for the amount of weight that, that I lifted. Um, so I'll have days like that, right. I did the same thing with squats, um, two days ago. Uh, and then the week before that I did the same thing with like lunges. So sometimes I just pick something and I just, one exercise. yeah, I'll just pick one exercise and I'll do it for like 45 minutes to an hour. What does your rest look like? Are you doing like every other minute on the minute or is it literally just as you feel good? Yeah. So like w- when I'm ramping up, especially like with like the really lightweight, I'm, I might take like 30, 45 seconds. Once I start getting into the more challenging, um, you know, up into, uh, like the, the more max effort, um, then I'll taper off and, and, you know, maybe take like a 60 to, to 90 second rest. So it really just depends. And a lot of times I, I kind of pay attention to my heart rate, right? So a big thing, you know, that I've talked about on the podcast before is, is breathing. So many times, you know, during, uh, you know, during my rest period, I'm focusing on that diaphragmatic breathing, right? And trying to increase my capacity and my, my ability to calm my heart rate down and, and, and kind of get back to almost resting right before I hit the next set. And so intuitively, right? Like I kind of just listen to my body before I get into the next set instead of being so drained and then trying to get into a set of, you know, five or five or six lunges. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that, you know, if, if I'm doing something like that, I'm not going to go, uh, I'm not going to go like an EDT to where I'm going to go 45 minutes, just nonstop. Yeah. Where you're just right? pushing it. yeah if I want to push, if I want to push the load, then I'm going to tape, I'm going to taper off and, and take a little bit of a longer break. I'd actually be interested to do like, like if you're doing Monday through Friday and you do that exact same thing every single day and you just alternate between lower and upper body. Yep. Like that, actually, it's so fucking simple, but it'd probably yeah. be such a good, especially because were you doing one rep the whole way through, or like you uh, worked uh, up to, on uh, yeah, so like on a squat, um, and and not not the whole time. I would start off with like five reps, and then once like, once that fourth or fifth rep started to get a little bit more difficult, then I start hitting triples, right? So it was the same thing. Then I kind of felt fresh when I'd hit triples, and yeah. then once that second or third rep started to feel a little bit more difficult, right. I'd go down to singles, and then I just keep ramping up. Right. So my body, I mean, like I was literally just training myself for success and every single rep pretty much felt good the entire training session, but not going to the point where because, you know, when I deadlifted, I think I probably got up to I think it was 490. Right. And I could have done a lot more, but it's like, man, that felt really good. And I've been deadlifting for an hour and 15 minutes, so I'm going to cut it here. Yeah, and I think <laughs> there's there's merit to, like, leaving a few in the tank, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, see a lot of people – obviously, CrossFit made this, like, a huge thing, but everybody's just burnt out. Yep. Like, central nervous system's yep. burnt out. Because when you're doing – even if you get up to 75% of your one rep max, which isn't – like, you could easily do six reps of that. That's still starting to, t- like, hit your central nervous mm-hmm. system, right? And then you're going all the way to one, like – you got to leave one in the tank yeah. or you're going to be smoked. And, and like I was talking about earlier, um, you know, at breakfast that like, you know, I, I don't think I've ever felt better in my life. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not as big as I used to be um, and I'm not as strong as I used to be. But, 
you know, I can still move around a lot of weight, but my joints feel better than ever. I have more range of motion. I have more control over my range of motion than, than ever before. So to me, you know, that's the, that's the ultimate. So it doesn't really matter, um, you know, how necessarily, like, you know, I look. You know, I'm still extremely lean. I still have a six-pack. Like, I'm happy with, with how I look, and I'm happy with how my body feels. So ultimately, that's, that's like – that's my goal, and and if it means that I just do one thing for yeah. the training session, and I'm not doing a whole bunch of cool, sexy shit for the camera, like I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck. Well, and I think that that's good for people to hear too, because we always talk about like program hopping, like you got to stick with the fucking program. But it's different, right? Like when you, you, I remember like you being like, dude, I'm training to hit 375 on the bench, like that is my fucking goal. Mm-hmm. Totally different ball game, right? Yeah. Like you need to, like you don't give a shit about how much you bench right now, so it's different. Like should you want to bench heavy, but it's just a different aspect, yeah. and I think. After years of doing that stuff, you can be more intuitive with yeah. it, right? It's the same thing with nutrition. Like, yeah. you can't just, like, out the gates be in it, uh, be intuitive with it. But also, if you have a specific goal, you're probably not going to get by doing that like you are. But right. you've also hit a lot of different goals yep. over the years yep. to get to that point, right? Um, and, which, and, and, and not saying that, like, I'm going to train like this for the rest of my life. You know, I, I, I'll probably get to a point where it's like, okay – you know, now I want to do something a little mm-hmm. bit more structured or I do have a little bit more of a specific goal because I want to push myself in this area of my life. Yeah. Right now, it's 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 about getting it in. It's about, you know, feeling good and, and, and making sure that, uh, you know, when I coach every day that I'm not, you know, bullshit my clients and say, oh, yeah, this is what I do. Right. Yeah. You know, um, it's 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 a completely different it's a different, a completely different ball game now. When I have a uh, conversation with my clients, right? It's it's not necessarily about even. I I can have the, a different conversation, especially from a rest and recovery standpoint, right? Especially after hearing you know Joel Joel Jameson spiel at uh, the Vigor Ground Fitness Business Summit, right? Um, you know about how uh, most people uh, aren't aren't recovering enough, right? Yet gym memberships have skyrocketed since the 80s, right? Yeah. I, even for, I forget the exact numbers, but it's insane, right? So more people have more gym memberships than ever before, but obesity is through the roof, right? At an all-time high, cancer, diabetes, all this shit, right? So there's there's a, there's a huge disconnect between coaches in the fitness industry and what they tell their clients, yeah. right? So, and I've had this, this conversation with several of my clients who I know uh, are, are going way too hard, right? And, you know, they choose not to, some of them choose not to listen to me because it's like, man, like, that just doesn't make any fucking sense. You want me to eat more and train less. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. I mean, your, your hormones are fucked. Well, dude, and it's like. You're, if, you're, if you're not allowing yourself any rest at all, you sleep maybe four hours a night if you're lucky. Yeah. And the chances of that being a restful sleep because I know how high strung you are is you know is, is slim to none dude intensity is a double-edged sword like it hit i think as soon as everything went down that direction it provided great temporary results and now all these coaches who are starting to not really blow up but like their name and their message is starting to get more widespread are just preaching recovery yeah they're like nobody like even like uh, i was listening to somebody talk about rich froning's training who's like he was Probably, CrossFit probably, God. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> probably the best CrossFit person yeah. that's ever gonna live. Yeah. And they were talking about his training, and he trains uh, like four or five times a day. And so people see that, and they're like, "Oh shit, that's like four or five wads a day. Like that's insane." But they looked at his training, and it was like a moderate tempo AMRAP. So he has sets a timer for ten minutes, does a couple movements, and he's controlling his heart rate throughout the movement. And then his last training session of the day, he does like a more intense, quick thing. So. But you that's coaching, though. He didn't come up with that shit. No, 100%, right? right? And people knew that he had to train multiple times a day because there's multiple events a day. Yeah. But they had to be able to, like, pace himself throughout it. So it's smart. 
but it's not just intense, right? And then that's why people get like adrenal fatigue. That's why mm-hmm. people aren't losing weight. And dude, I've been seeing a lot of people where I bump their calories up and reduce their training and they get results and they're so confused and it's the same thing. It's like you, but then there's the, also the people that are lazy as fuck and they need to do more intensity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree from, yeah, when you when you look at it like that, but um, I mean, that that's that's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum as well right you go from one end to the other and yeah. it's very hard to kind of find that in between for most people you get addicted to that intensity during the process yeah. of chasing your result and then you try to stay there yeah. and it's just too much um no i lo- i think that i think it, it's it's good to hear like what you're doing with your training because so craig ballantyne i think by the time this airs was just on the podcast and he was talking about the seasons of your life like mm-hmm. you just went through like you were in like a wealth building season, he would yeah. call it like building your business. And then you kind of went into a family. And now I feel like you're in that family slash wealth coming back in because now you can start to focus on multiple things yeah. because you got a grip on how the baby works, how your family's going to be provided for and all that stuff. Um, and I think people need to understand that like you're not in a like a strength building season, like yeah. a, a body season, right? Yeah. Like everybody has those different seasons. There's going to be people listening to this that are 40 years old, have built a business, have built a family, and they need to lose weight for their health. They are in a physical season, mm-hmm. right? So learning that like, okay, maintenance is actually more beneficial than trying to push here because yeah. I have to push here and here as well yeah. and being able to balance that stuff. Um, going off that, where's your nutrition at? Like how, what are you doing with that? So it's it's same interesting thing. because uh, yeah, I mean I take the, I take the same approach. So I I recently just did uh, my in body test, um, and like I was super surprised by the numbers. I don't I don't know why I think that whenever you see because I don't really track numbers like that, right? So um, you know to see how much visceral fat you have, how much muscle mass, how hydrated you are, like it breaks it down, right? And as it should, because it's an expensive piece of fucking equipment. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I looked at it and, and Justin was kind of explaining it to me. Um, and because he he talked to Andrew, who owns the Anytime Fitness with the with the Embody. And, you know, he's telling him how to read it because we're doing something that bigger. Right. Uh, and and he was like, dude, he's like, I I haven't seen anything like this. Right. He goes and shows Andrew and Andrew's like. Man, I've out of all the people who I've tested, I've never seen anybody with these numbers. Super low visceral fat, um, like body weight to like muscle mass ratio was like incredible. Hydration, which is fucking insane, because I drink like 32 ounces of coffee. I'm yeah. like a legitimate addict when it comes to coffee, um, but I've been doing a better about my uh, about my water intake as well. But um, yeah, I mean, when I when I saw that, then I started thinking about. I, I consciously started thinking about how much water I drink a day. So normally when somebody asked me, if Travis was to ask me, do you want a cup of water? I'd be like, no, dude, you got coffee, right? Yeah. But now I'm, you know, I'm drinking more water, even though I'm, I'm, I'm decently hydrated. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get in more water. I'm also thinking about what I'm eating to uh, a little bit more. Yeah. So it just, it just, it gave me, it gave me that, that awareness, even though I'm like off the charts healthy, then I started to think about, okay, like, what does that look like for me, right? So every day, um, you know, I'm having, you know, three meals and it contains, again, I'm still more plant-based, right? I eat a lot more, uh, I eat a lot more veggies and fruits than I do meat, but I still love meat and I still get plenty, plenty of it. Um, so like right now I'm kind of idling at about 185, I believe. Um, and again, that's not the biggest I've ever been, but 
to me, I'm happy and I feel good. And a lot of it has to do with that, that nutrition. So I'm not tracking my macros. I'm not weighing my shit out on a scale. If I go somewhere like Geraldine's, like where we were just at, I'm not worried about, oh, am I going to get the corned beef and hash with half a stack of pancakes or am I going to get the full, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't run my mind. And, and actually Steph and I were just talking about this the other day as, as far as like, um, sitting down and eating a dinner with your family, right? Like that's absolute for me. That That's why I don't go through these two hour training sessions anymore because I got a family at home. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to spend time with them because Steph and I do a trade off, um, with, with our daughter. So we're like, man, you know, this is why, you know, a, a, a lot of America is, is overweight because after, you know, being in, in that, uh, wealth building phase of your life, right? your goal is to work, 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 or you're constantly tuned in on Instagram like we were just talking about, right? There's so many things that keep you engaged, right? And I say that with quotation marks, right? Like to emphasize that word um, is kind of an illusion, Um, but spinning plates and then, you know, it's like, all right, at the end of the day, I'm just going to go get something quick and easy. Yeah. Whereas I stop by the store. I mean, I go to fucking QFC. I go, you know, I'm going to the store multiple times a week to get fresh food. So no matter how tired I am, right, we always cook, and it doesn't matter. And then, you know, if I go to bed, try to go to bed as early as possible after that. But, um, you know, it's it's kind of making it non-negotiable, right? Like that's just how you got to live your life. And I'm starting – I'm, I'm working on improving that myself. How can I how can I take it to the next level? So now, you know, what we've talked about before is now I want to go out and I want to get my own fucking food. So it's it's going past, you know, just getting getting shit from the store and saying, Okay, well I'm happy with this and I'm I can look at my numbers and say that I'm super healthy, but am I gonna be are those numbers gonna stay the same eating red meat like I do? Yeah. Um and not knowing where the fuck it comes from, um, or or eating some uh, some maggot infested cow or some shit, you know, uh, or even vegetables, right? Vegetables can fuck you up too. Um, but now I, I'm, I'm looking towards the future and say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I already got things scheduled out this year. Like we talked about fishing, hunting, um, different things like that. Uh, Steph is also working on her own sort of business venture that I won't kind of put into the universe right now, but we're mapping things out. Um, uh, that's going to be more on, uh, you know, the plant-based side of things. Dope. Um, and, uh, so she's going to have to go straight to the source to, to get that. And, you know, we live in an apartment right now, so we can't grow any of our own shit, which is totally fine. But we live, you know, we live on the, on the East side where a lot of people have farms and stuff like that to where we can go get it super easy. So I'm taking like, that's where my nutrition's at. And that's where like my focus is, is, you know, how can we, how can we upgrade it? And, and uh, somebody asked me the other day, well, man, like, you know, you guys eat super healthy. Uh, you know, what happens when she goes over to somebody else's house? My, my daughter. Yeah. What happens when your daughter goes over to somebody else's house and, and wants, like, cake or ice cream and, you know, and shit like that? Actually, I was talking to Dan Swinscoe about this. I was like, well, the way I see it is, you know, let's focus on the 80-20 or 90-10 rule, right? Yeah. 80 to 90% of the time you're at home, you know what you're going to get. 10 to 20% of the time when you're at friend's house or at school or whatever, and they have, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, that we might not have at the house, whether it's, you know, processed sugar and right. candy and stuff, stuff like that. I'm fine. I'm not going to trip out because I know most of the time, you know, when, when she's with us that she's, she's getting in quality food. 
And that's to me, man, like that's my ultimate goal is to make sure that, that, that she's healthy and that I'm doing everything that I can to provide Right. provide that source for everything everything you just said comes down to awareness mm -hmm. because like you took the embody in embody's not the end-all be-all but it gave you some metrics that showed you like what you could work on and you're just subconsciously just working on it yeah. like automatically right like and a lot of people will see that if their body fat's too high it's a slap in the face it's awareness to be like shit i gotta start training yep. i gotta start doing something um, macros for a lot of people are the same way they track and they're like holy shit i don't eat any fibrous foods yeah. i eat a ton of sugar yep. i need to get this in check right so i think that's important. And then with your daughter, it's she. You guys are like actually teaching her awareness without her even knowing it, because you're you're priming her to be fueled off of real food, yep. which I guarantee is going to allow her obviously stay away from autoimmune issues and stuff like that. But she's just going to feel better as a child and have energy as a kid and stuff. And then when she goes and eats that cake, she's going to feel it the next yep. day, dude. And, and she's and I've actually heard multiple parents talk about this, like. I don't restrict anything from my kid. We just don't have that in the house. So when they go to friends, they actually eat in moderation. They don't pick on. They don't stuff because right. they understand. They can't it. either. It makes yeah. them not feel good. Yeah. So it's like, and I think that's huge, right? Like growing up, if you're eating a ton of processed foods, you're not going to know what it feels like to actually feel good. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, dude, that's fucking huge. That's yeah. actually something I'm excited about with my daughters because like we eat real food. Like you said, like, dude, we're at the grocery store so much. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we eat a ton of veggies. We eat a ton of real meat. So it's like you have to go there all the time. Yeah. It's just a sacrifice you have to make to eat clean. And it's and it's you know it it can be it can be more expensive. But you know we we kind of declared it to ourselves that like you know that, that's the one thing that we're not gonna sacrifice sacrifice yeah. or go cheap on right and and you know get something. I still like man. I still look for deals right. Like yeah. you know at the end of the day that's just kind of and that's how I was raised. But. um you know, which is also what came up, right? Because she was like, you know, how did you eat when you were a kid? I was like, yeah, like, you know, we weren't allowed to eat in front of the TV. Like, the, the TV wasn't on when, when we had family dinners, right? My mom always made food. It was very rare that we got fast food. Um, so I didn't get a whole lot of McDonald's. I didn't get a whole lot of Jack in the Box or Wendy's or anything like that. Um, uh, I just had to pause right there because I, I – I, uh, got this flashback of when my dad went to go get like this one time when my dad went to go get fast food and it took him like two hours uh to come back and it was like maybe a 30 minute trip and he gets back and he's hella quiet my mom my mom asks like why are you so like what the, what the fuck is wrong with you like why you know why did it take you that long you're being hella quiet and uh he was like well i had to talk to the police <laughs> my mom's like what why and he was like, this dude cut me in line. He called me a nigger, and I broke his jaw. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so my dad, had just, my dad had just gotten in a fight at, like, KFC or something. Some, some drunk dude came in and called him a nigger, and he broke his jaw. <laughs> he fucking just punched him in the jaw, and he, like, flew up against the wall, and he was holding his shit. And no the cops had already got called before. And so it was, like, right, right after that had happened, the cops walked in, and uh, they see dude on the ground. They had to talk to my dad but yeah i mean that's ultimately you know that's kind of a side story but ultimately that's <laughs> no where good things happen at that right? <laughs> right exactly i mean like moral the of the story movie, yeah bro. yeah you, i mean even if you're the guy breaking somebody's jaw you still don't want to be in that situation especially yeah. nowadays where you know you never fucking know crazy shit's popping off but yeah i mean uh not to veer off too much but that's you know it, it's kind of like you know being better than the generation before you right and you know, like we always sat down. We always had, uh, you know, not the healthiest of meals, but my mom always cooked. We sat down with the family. We spent quality time together. No TV or or anything, right? And um, that's ultimate. You know, you don't you don't 
appreciate that shit as a kid because when you go over to somebody else's house and you everybody sits down on the couch and they're watching uh they're watching tv or you know i remember going to a friend's house and watching snl it's the only time i ever watched snl and uh you know eat some bullshit processed food um sitting on the couch and you know you look at everybody now and it's not dinner dude. yeah yeah well that, and that's honest that was my biggest motivation to like we were talking about earlier like i'm done at 5 five thirty. like even my clients know like you'll rarely ever get an email or a message back from me after that because yeah. i remember as soon as i found out i was having a baby it's like i'm not going to be that dad that that misses dinner right. every night and, and i remember my dad missing dinner a lot because he worked late right and so like for me i was like it's important to to make sure i'm there and actually have yep. real food on the table and I will say, like, me and Shannon do watch TV, like, when we eat, but when I have a child, it's going to be different. Like, yeah. I even told her, like, shit, we're going to say grace before dinner and stuff. And she's like, did you do that growing up? I was like, no, never. But I want to sit there and reflect on, like, because I write in my journal, like, three great things that happened today, yep. three, like, things I could have done better. It's like, I want her to be doing that from, like, day one yep. so she can go into her life with, like, a positive yeah. mindset. Hey guys, sorry for the brief interruption, but I do want to take a moment to mention my sponsor, Health IQ. You can go apply for a free quote today to see what exclusive rate you could get for being a healthy individual at healthiq.com slash boom boom. Or you can talk to an agent directly if you want more information and you can use the promo code boom boom to get that exclusive rate. Health IQ is the fastest growing life insurance agency in the entire country. And the reason for that is simple. They are extremely smart and they're doing something extremely beneficial for anybody who is physically active and health conscious. And I know that 99% of the people listening to this, probably even 100%, fall into both of those categories. 56% of the customers who do use Health IQ save between 4 and 33% on life insurance, which basically means we're almost guaranteed to have more money in our pocket because we are investing our hard-earned time and money being physically fit or just generally healthy and that's exactly what they recognize and that's why they reward us with that they also recognize that people who work out have a 56 percent lower risk of heart disease 20 percent lower risk of cancer and a 58 percent lower risk of diabetes compared to anybody who is not physically active so again we are training hard we're investing our hard-earned money we're investing our time and we are trying actively to be physically fit and we deserve to be rewarded for that well unlike other life insurance agencies health iq makes sure that you are being rewarded for that by finding you the best policy rate in fact health iq goes the extra mile and they actually look up studies they go deep into the science and they take real data that proves that we are going to live longer and we are going to live a better life because we are physically fit and they use this science and data to prove that and get us an exclusive rate so again i'm super pumped to have health iq on the show sponsoring us because they're doing something life-changing they're saving us a ton of money and they're just being generally a good business good people filled in that business too and like just talking to them on the phone it was nice to hear how they go about business so i'm super pumped to be partnering with them and getting you guys an exclusive rate for being a listener and going out of your way to be healthier you can go to healthiq.com slash boom boom and get a free quote today which i highly suggest and if you want a chance to save and get an exclusive rate talk to an agent on the phone and mention the promo code boom boom all right guys let's get back to the show um, that's actually let's go on that i'm actually curious to, do you do any anything little things like that with your daughter and steph yet to like family rituals or routines or anything like that is she too young at this point i don't think they're ever too young i think that i think that you can always start something even if it's just for you 
but it's never too early to start something. Even if she doesn't understand it, um, she's going to start to get in the habit, right? So, I mean, it is – I can't even tell you exactly when it started. I mean, to me, it's always kind of been, you know, a certain way. Like, you know, Olivia will act a certain way with me um, in, in, in a certain way with their mom, right? It's, it's, it's totally different. But, you know, it's – it's because she's kind of she kind of has that routine when when Steph is at work and and I'm watching her, uh, then, you know we we kind of do like we do similar things and it's not like we have different views or anything like that. It's just sort of just how we go about the day, right? right. So she's a lot more independent around around me than when she's with Steph because Steph is mom, right? And that whole bonding experience with breastfeeding and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a different sort of connection there. But now she's kind of going into this phase of like, you know, the daddy-daughter relationship is really starting to kick in. And, you know, she'll, she's, she sleeps with Steph. She's like right there. But after that, she just wants me. Um, and so there's, you know, the, it, it, you know, she goes through these different phases, but uh, I wouldn't say that we have, like, necessarily, like, specific rituals. Man, like, I let her kind of just, cr like, when she's with me, I put her down, and she just crawls around the entire apartment. I mean, she's she's so much more active than most kids, which I didn't realize until Steph goes to this. She went to this little class. It's like a music class for kids, and they bring out all these instruments and stuff like that. They let them, you know, shake rattles and beat drums and shit. And, uh, and so... Olivia was kind of just making her rounds and all the parents were just asking stuff like, you know, does she like usually do this? Like, I can't believe that she's so mobile and this and that. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's a baby. Like yeah. she's supposed to be crawling. Yeah. Right. And, and all their kids are kind of just sitting there just like, you know, not really doing well, much dude, other than everybody's always like, like stay put, stay yeah, here. Like, exactly. Like putting yeah. them in a corner, putting them in a basket, yeah. putting them on this. Like it, and you know, what's funny too, is I told, uh, <laughs> Shannon, this the other day, like, we're grocery shopping, and I'm, like, watching parents and babies. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm critiquing parenthood <laughs> already. And she starts laughing, and I was like, that lady over there, her kid's walking around the store. He ain't got no shoes on. Yeah. It's like, my, my daughter's going to have at least socks on. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's on the floor, right? Like, right. And she was like, just let her parent. You don't know what's yeah. going on with them. And I'm just like, man, I'm already, like, trying to <laughs> yeah. say no, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's just natural, too. I mean, yeah. you see what other people do, and whether you agree or disagree, it's kind of just is what it is. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I see that shit all the time. And especially, I mean, you really notice it with the – and even now, like, having uh, – you know, being in the in the business of, of being around people every single day and having that face-to-face -face interaction and being a parent, I can now see, you know – who was who was super coddled as a yeah. you know as a as a baby right whose parents didn't really let them do anything and and who whose parents kind of just let them you know explore and and uh and and be a kid right it's so to me it's very apparent it could be personality type you know i don't know i'm not an expert parent i've only been a parent for 8 months but yeah. it's it's just kind of the the, the way that i see and, and how my daughter develops and she's only eight months old but again like dude she's so aware and she's constantly observing right i mean she's you can just see all the information that she's downloading she and then she learns like that i mean it's so fucking crazy well, i think there's i think there's power in letting your child actually learn for themselves rather than handing everything to yeah. them a little bit you know because even like just the simple act of falling yeah baby falls and you like freak out and they start crying every time they fall they're gonna think they need to freak out and cry and then you're gonna like cuddle yeah. them, right but if you're like oh shit you fell 
Yeah. And they're like, oh. It's interesting you say that, too, because we, uh, at first, when Olivia started, like, you know, picking herself up, and, you know, obviously, as kids do, they fall, right? They're super clumsy. They can't really control themselves. Uh, You know, she would cry. Um, But we never, you know, picked her up and and held her and comforted her. Um, You know, not saying that we're dickhead parents, but... You know, we we started like clap like clapping and saying like yay and like cheering her on, right? And then now when she falls over, she claps, yeah. right? And then she smiles. Yeah. So it it just like but if we were to from day one, if she would have fall fell over, yep. and then we would have went over there and and picked her up and like oh you know, and then and when she falls it probably and hurts herself for yeah. real, she's gonna know what pain is. Oh she yeah. Probably will cry. Oh, right? you'll but hear that that pause cry. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, oh, yeah, shit, that's real this? pain. Yeah, but it's it's different, right? And and uh, it's funny. I was listening to actually Ben Greenfield was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about this exact same thing with his kid because he was like private school, like neg- like not neglected, but um, he even said he's like I'm a weirdo because of like how I was raised and how yep. I was. He was like he graduated at a super young age, went to college and graduated college before most people graduate call or high school. Mm-hmm. But he was saying like I let my kids do whatever they want. They got to learn. Like it, like you know one of them has like issues with like. It was either dairy gluten, but I let him eat it, and if he, you know, has the reaction, he has the reaction, he's got to learn from it. He's like, I'm hitting my vape pen. If he wants to hit my vape pen, he hits it. And Joe Rogan starts laughing. He's like, how old are you? He's like, it's like 12. He's like, what? And he's like, I mean, he has to learn. He doesn't like getting high. <laughs> so he learned that this isn't what I do. Or <laughs> Drink a whiskey, you let him drink some whiskey. I was like, I probably won't go that far, but but I get that. But you got to understand that that shit's not going to kill him, right? Like, no, no, not at all. Yeah. But it teaches them, right? And it's yeah. the same thing we we're talking about with the food intolerances. Right? Yeah. You, you got to learn, and it's it's the same people. Uh, same thing with regular people. Like uh, we've said this a million times. A lot of people do not eat healthy and train and focus on a healthy lifestyle, meditate, sleep more, yeah. because they do not know what it feels like to actually feel good yeah. and feel how the body is meant to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you do, it's a lot easier to adhere to a, a, a different lifestyle, right? And I see a lot of people that. Not necessarily always judge, but like are like shocked when people are like, I don't know how you do that. Like, I don't know how you spend your lifestyle. Like, it's like it's not hard when you feel good and you know what that feeling is, yeah. right? And I think a lot of people just miss that. Yeah. But it all comes down to awareness, right? Yep. So it's dope that you're teaching her. What about uh, daily routines for yourself? What has and hasn't changed? Uh, I mean, I still, you know, like for me, still taking my dog on a walk. Um, I mean, that's it's almost like therapy, right? Especially like living where we're living. And that's why we refuse to, to leave as expensive as it fucking is. Um, for those of you who don't live in the Seattle, you know, greater Seattle area, it's fucking ridiculous yeah, out here. As North far as and South is like, yeah, dude, it's night and day. It's insane. Like the cheapest house that went for sale in my neighborhood was like, it was listed at six seventy and sold for seven fifteen, And it's like How big almost 20 years old, like 2,300 square feet. Fences. The backyard looked like fucking Jumanji, dude. It, it looked like it <laughs> well, looked like a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, see, and that's crazy because I'm not gonna throw numbers out and square footage stuff. But my house is bigger. You, I mean, you see yeah, my house, yeah. and it's like that. I, I took full advantage of going down south, and, yeah, and yeah, but I again, I run it. an online business, so it's yeah, like, yeah, I can't do that. But uh, I think you know every. I, I guess what has changed is kind of my direction in uh, my my personal business, um, and and doing things with. Uh, with Steph and with Olivia as much as possible. So I mean, with, with Steph creating this new uh, this new venture um, with her, right? Instead of always talking about like, you know, it, which is cool, right? Like you know, me talking about what I do and she talking about what what she does. Um, and it, and it's awesome to you know see her kind of uh, 
evolve into this person or, you know, somewhat of like an entrepreneur, um, uh, to, uh, from, from, from where she was, where she wanted to be, uh, you know, a a dentist, right. And she still does. She's still going to go to dental school, but she's like, man, like, you know, I want to have kids. Like I love being home with Olivia. So I want to create this thing. And, you know, if, and if it kills, then like, shit, I might not have to go to dental school. Right. So creating that with her and, and, you know, that's, that's been like such an awesome experience. It's been very recent, but just like coming home and talking about something positive and being fired up about something together. Like, I think like that's really taken our relationship to, to the next level. Um, which is, again, it's like the best feeling. Um, have you guys so, taken the love languages quiz? No, no. I, uh, I was, man, I was just talking to, uh, Mike Owen about that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I was talking to a client about this too. Cause they were having, uh, they were having relationship issues and I was kind of like, I'm not like a fucking relationship coach, but I was helping her out through the process. And I told her the same thing. I was like, you should take it because you're probably not showing appreciation in the right realm. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, he could be physical touch and not words of affirmation. Yep. So you could tell him you love and appreciate him a million times a day, but it means it doesn't, it, it's not that it doesn't mean anything to him, but it doesn't click. Right. Yeah. Um, so me, like I said to Shannon a while back and I was like, Hey, like, like we're great, but this would put us on fire. You should take this. I'm curious what you are. And it taught me like something very valuable. One her, one of her biggest, uh, love languages is like acts of service. Right. So doing the dishes, vacuuming the shit that I never fucking do. Cause to me, I'm like, Oh, I'll do the dishes later. I mean, shit, I'll throw them in the sink. They'll get done. But, like, me putting them away means a lot more to her yeah, than some other yeah. things. But little things like that, dude, change the game. So um, definitely take I'm going to do that as soon as I leave here. It's free, too. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a super simple quiz. And then yeah. you can see stuff, too. So, like, uh, my number one thing is uh, is words of affirmation. And, like, I always, like, like, we spend quality time together all the time. She cooks for me. She does all these things. But when she leaves me a note randomly, it means, like, everything to me. Yeah. Which makes sense because now that I know I'm words of affirmation, makes sense why I like writing so much. Yeah. So it kind of makes your brain tick. That's and, like, and it's like, it's powerful, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Damn, that's dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out as soon as soon uh, as soon as I get out of here, as soon as I get home. Um, and then I, I, I guess, like, the other thing that would be, I guess, considered a, a, a ritual, I, I mean, to me, it's just – I don't really use the word, but, you know, it's just something that I do because it's significant, right? So I have this ultimate goal um, of, of opening up my own gym. So, uh, you know, I declared that, you know, that towards the end of 2017, um, and again, you know, it's a big reason why, you know, we, we had to split from, from the podcast because for me, it was just one more thing, even as, as much as I love doing this it was one more thing that was consuming space in my in my mind, right? So my thing in 2018 is to be, uh, you know, to step up my level of coaching, um, even more so my programming, uh, and because that's relevant to opening up a gym and doing the little things in order to do that, and as well as positioning myself uh, in, the, in the industry. So doing my homework, the, all the little things that people and business owners don't want to do, you know, I, I'm looking at that shit. I have, you know, numbers written down, having conversations and, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting experience, but it's also scary as fuck. Yep. When you really, when, you know, when I, when I look at the big picture and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, you get that, that, that feeling in the pit of your stomach. Um, but at the same time, I, I know that that's, it's going to push me and it, and it, and it makes me want to be prepared. 
right? So ultimately, I'm, I'm kind of in that preparation phase right now. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's condensing and, and not trying to spread myself too thin. So it's, it's leaving room for me to say, okay, well, you know, you, now you got to go do other things, you know, you got to do, do cool shit to, uh, to have fun and not just be consumed with this one thing and, and, and burn yourself out because it's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've, I've recently been doing that. We, you know, we, we've, we've talked about that before. Um, so working on new skills and, and doing new things outside of the, uh, uh, outside of the gym and stuff like that. And outside of creating business and, and social media and all that other shit, um, just a time to, to disconnect. I, mean, I think that a couple of things, one, having one thing is it's so important to like nail that down because there's so many things that you, you took away to make more focus on that, that you could have made the excuse as it is part of it, right? Like this could have been part of it. Mm -hmm. Like we're a fitness podcast. I mean, it can help you market it, you know what I mean? But it's still, it's still a time. It's still a distraction. It's still so many things. Um, And a lot of people are afraid to have those like crucial conversations with themselves, with others in order to make sure that everything is going in that direction. Right. Um, I actually did an exercise my mentor gave me that is I recommend anybody, but it's uh, pretty much like he was like, you have a lot that you're looking at and you don't know which one to prioritize. That is like the thing you have to do right now in order to get to the ultimate goal. He's like, write the 10 most important things that you need to do for your business. So I wrote them out, send them to him. He's like, all right, now give me the top three most important things that will 10x your business broke it down to top three and he's like what's the number one thing that if you don't do that like nothing else will happen on that 10 list of 10 and i nailed it down to one simple thing that probably takes the least amount of time to actually get done but it will change the game across the board and i would have never done that because it's a simple task so i'm like prioritizing all these different things right um and ever since i did that it it made me less stressed about all these other things i'm trying to get done because i'm like okay i'll still get to them but right now this is the thing that'll make all of that yeah. shit way easier. And and usually those other things just create more work and like like significantly more work. Yeah. So then it's like you're 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 kind of again you're 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 spinning plates trying to accomplish. You 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 have it in your mind of 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 what you want to accomplish, but then you're like, man, well, you get frustrated with yourself. Like, man, like why the fuck am I not getting there? Right? Like it. it and, and I know that a lot of you know business owners, especially in the fitness industry, right, who expect them to. They, they, they expect to open up a gym or or launch an online coaching platform and the business will come like, man, it's it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not that. And then you try to do all these other things to to make that business successful and then wonder why nothing why nothing is happening when you haven't narrowed it down as to what the fuck that is or why you're doing it. Most people have no idea why they post what they post on social media yeah. and this and that and that's part of uh you know why i'm doing this whole 28 days of of rose right like what is the what is the one exercise that uh that neglects. exactly or not just or if they do it you only see a few a few variations yeah. and that's a big reason why a lot of people neglect it because they get tired of it right yeah. people are very like novelty seeker type of personalities right like uh, you know, the different things going on and, and, you know, to change it up every so often, like that, that's huge for people. So to program, uh, you know, a, a few different rows in people's program, it, it, it really fucks with them. So to give them a, a, a source of variety and things that they can, things that they can implement into their program. Uh, it, and it's been interesting to see the, the engagement because actually somebody just, uh, messaged me or commented on one of my videos not too long ago and was like, uh, 
do you just make these oh, I saw fucking that. I saw things up? up. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, these are all. I don't mean to say this as a joke. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. But, th- you know, they're all legit variations. I, I didn't create any of them. I wasn't sitting in the gym for hour, two hours trying to think of some ridiculous shit to, to come up with. Yeah. They're all legitimate reasons. They have, uh, they have uh, you know, certain validity to why you should program it, yeah. right, for certain people. Um, so that's, again, like, you know, that's, that's what that was all based upon. But, you know, that's something simple that I can do on social media that I do every single day for people. Yeah. How well, to implement those exercises. I think like with the row, the horizontal row, it's it's probably one of the least sexy movements. Like everybody wants a bench, everybody wants a mm-hmm. squat, everybody wants a deadlift, but it's the most important and not a lot of people are doing it. And like you said, like they may be only doing a couple and a lot of times a couple of those are pull downs. Like yeah. people are doing lap pull yeah. downs, pull ups, like Chin-ups, yeah. straight arm yeah. pull downs. And it's like, honestly, you shouldn't even be doing a lot of vertical rowing until yeah. you can master the horizontal row. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing with that is like, is movements, right? Like you might be making some of those up, but it's because you're a master of movements. I think people need to understand when you're aware of how the body moves, how your joints work, you can come up with these crazy exercises and they actually make sense. Yeah. You're not just like strapping chains and bands to shit and trying to pull yeah. it in a certain way. I, I actually, I haven't made anything up. Uh, so far they've all been, they've all been already done, right? Uh-huh. Like it's stuff that I've, it's stuff that I've seen already. Um, and I've been implementing at at uh at vigor and 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 with clients for for a long time um but you know i haven't came across to be like okay well i'm stumped now like you know there's i could go way i could go the next you know couple months with you know just off the top of my head of of row variations that have already you know there's already videos on them right i'm just giving people access to all right well 28 days in a row here you go yeah um so i think i think that uh, you know, by the end, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who's, who's really doing those, you know, exercises, who's engaging and, um, you know, there's certain things that you have to test too, what works, what doesn't work, but yeah. it's super easy. I mean, I just show up to the gym, set up a tripod, boom, I'm gonna shoot this today. Dude, that's, I mean, we were just having that conversation the other day. Like I started doing something new on Instagram and he hit me up. He's like, are you already stopping it? And I was like, yeah, dude, engagement wasn't good. Yeah. Testing. Yep. Like there's no secret thing. Right. Um, so you definitely got to like, and that goes uh, obviously through everything, but I would be curious if somebody actually programs in rowing like twice as much. Cause that's one thing I, w- I've po- I, don't, I think I've posted about the horizontal row more than any other exercise. And I always tell people like actually do two to three times rowing as much as you press and just like record your results in eight weeks, like yeah. see what happens to every other lift. It, it's yeah. insane. And you're, you will feel so much better. Like um, whenever I try to just, that's the only thing I will say is like when, when I'm traveling and I have to do like a, a hotel workout in my, or body weight, something, that's the only thing that bugs me is it's like, it's really hard to find a way to do a horizontal row without you like bringing a band with you. Yep. And like the only thing I can think of is like literally doing like YTIs, which isn't technically a row, but you're retracting and you're holding. Yeah. And I use like water bottles. Yeah. But I don't know if you've found anything that you can possibly do. I mean, grab a chair at, or something. At a, at a hotel? In, like body weight. Just body weight Body stuff. weight, hotel. I mean, even uh, even just doing, if, you, if you've established the mind-muscle connection, right, and you can actively, uh, you know, contract your lats, I mean, you can just do the movement just as if you were going to do a dumbbell row or a bent-over row. You could do that same movement, and if you create enough tension, whether you're holding it uh, just an isometric hold Mm -hmm. or you know whether you know i i did uh when i was in texas i uh uh and i was even in the gym um i held that isometric hold with uh kind of like a bent row position right and 
um, my lats started shaking after like 20 seconds. Right. And, um, I think I went, I went 30, I went 30 seconds and it was actually a lot faster than, than 20 seconds. Um, I don't know why I threw that number out there. It was a lot faster. And right after that, I went into, I went into pushups, um, uh, into a down dog, right? Because then my, my lats got to, I got some length on my lats kind of in that vertical push position. So just like little things, little things like that. I mean, understanding, understanding the body one, uh, Two, establishing that that mind muscle connection and and saying, okay, well, you know, I don't just need weight to you know to get a contraction of my lats because even if, when you do a push up, right, you should still be using your lats for support. Um, and getting into a down dog after that is going to create some length uh, in your lats as you get into scapular up, upward uh, rotation. So, um, you know, the, I, I wouldn't say that there's any again like like big secret or, or anything like that to doing, you know, body weight, lap movement. I mean, you can do, hold a hollow body position and, and just yeah. push here. You know, again, it, it really comes down to mind-muscle connection. Um, you know, I saw, I saw the water bottle thing that, that you do, which is, which is dope, um, kind of getting into that, uh, that prone position and, and arms, arms straight up and, and locked out, retracting your scapulas. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, hollow body sweepers. Um, dude, those are so much harder than they look. Yeah, and <laughs> and they attack your back. So and Travis is over here, like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, because he's got that in his program right yeah. now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think most it, it's just intent, dude. Like that's and that's why I do like John Rest and stuff a lot is because he really does preach that a lot. That's why I like Ben Pikulski. Yep. Um, out of all the like the the bodybuilders in that like non-natural zone like i like him the most because he actually takes a scientific approach yep. and he believes in the intent behind what your muscles are doing um and you're going to save your joints in the long run too so i think that's i think that's huge um one thing i want to bring up is uh we skipped over it um creating space like i think that because you were talking about how that's something you've been focusing mm-hmm. on a lot right and, and a i lot think more. that's in i mean you're doing bow hunting you're trying to get into bjj you're trying to get into elk stuff so it's dope to see and it keeps like i see you post stuff and it reminds me to do it because it over the last two plus years i've been doing wake up warrior stuff i've been doing mentor work stuff and the one place i always fall short on is, is creating space mm-hmm. for myself i will do anything for, to make sure Shannon's happy, she's taking trips, she's getting her hair done, whatever she needs to do, my business is on point, my clients are on point, my training's on point, and then I'll forget to go like just chill by myself for a little bit, right? Or spend money on myself to just get something nice to make me feel good. Um, but that, I think, is what creates more balance across the board than anything else because if you don't take care of yourself, mm-hmm. everything else kind of crumbles. Um, what have you been doing to remind yourself of that and like what are the things you've been doing? Um, so really just those things that, that you named, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm the ultimate creature of habit. Um, you know, not by a long shot, but when I find something, especially when, when we talk about creating space, right, it's not, it's not just necessarily sitting around and, and doing nothing. These are things that, uh, are different from anything that I've ever done, but they are incredibly challenging. And the moment that you stop, right, like you're, it's not like you're necessarily going to lose it, but you're, you're not mastering that, you know, that, that thing, right? So for me, I have to, I have to make sure that, uh, you know, for me to, to actually go bow hunting, right, for me to actually kill something, I got to be a good fucking shot. Not only that, I have to study all about elk right? Like where they're at, 
right, the habitat that they like, what's their typical migration pattern, um, and uh, I have to study, you know, uh, wind, right? Is, if I see an elk that's uh, that's a thousand yards away from me, am I just going to go march up to it? Right. Like these are these are wild fucking animals that have been here for thousands of years, and they're designed to evade predators. They have these huge ears. They have these long snouts that are designed to smell you from fucking a long ways away um, before you even smell them. Um, so you have to, dude, you have to study. There's, there's so much shit that you got to look at. So when I, when I, when I decide that I'm going to, all right, this is my time to go study this or dig into this. There's, there's no really no room for anything else. Yeah. So I can't think about work. I can't think about, uh, doing other things. I can't even think, you know, if, if I can't even think about creating space, uh, in an, in another way, I got to think about that thing. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it becomes, I, I, I typically choose things that are extremely challenging because it, uh, that's, that's ultimately creating space for you to go back and say, okay, well now it's work time and now I got to push myself here. Distractions. Exactly. Yeah. I think that like, it's a personality type thing. Cause I have a lot of clients who I'll just be like, Hey, just go on a walk for now. Like, cause you literally just need to just get out and do yeah. something. Um, and I think that works. And that, like you said, you walk your dog every day, like it is therapy and I think it works, but I think it is powerful. And that's why I like skateboarding in the summer is big for me because it takes a lot of concentration yep. to not eat shit. And like, that's yeah. like, it forces myself to create space. Yeah. And again, without thinking about creating space. Right. And you, you'll, you'll learn too, especially, you know, cause I already got you to commit to go, to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the summer that just because, you know, you're, you're fishing in a river doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to necessarily catch fish. There's time of day, there's water temperature, there's, there's current. So there's different parts of the river where the fish are going to be and not going to be. So you could spend an hour casting into one space and completely be fucking off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which I've, I've learned the hard way. Like I've been, I I remember one summer, dude, I, I caught like, uh, I caught like two fish in like a couple of weeks, right? And I went every single day. And this is in a river, in the same river that you live by. And uh, there was this dude who came to the same spot and I saw him casting in a different, casting in a different spot than I was casting in. And fucking just pulling them in, just one after the other, right? Caught his limit within 20 minutes. And then he just started, fishing just to fish, right? Like catch and release. And so I started casting out to that same spot, didn't get shit. All right? I'm like, what the fuck? And then I started paying paying attention to a setup. I'm like, oh, well he's he's got significantly less weight than than I've got, right? And uh he's also got a different color a different color uh lure um or fly. And uh so I'm like, oh shit, well I got I got a color just like that, right? I got a weight just like that. And uh, tried it out, caught a fish, right? And I was just like, I was like mind blown, yeah. right? And uh, so then I started talking to him. I was like, man, I, I had to change my whole setup. It took me like 20 minutes to, to re-rig everything. And and I was like, man, I've been out here for weeks and I haven't been fucking catching shit, right? And I one of the fish that I caught, I had to throw back because I had, I had uh, snagged it illegally. I caught it by its tail. Mm-hmm. So it just happened to go by my fucking, that? you can't keep it. No, not in the state of Washington. Some places you can, but not in the state Why? of Washington. I don't, I don't know the rules. Fish is a fish. Yeah, but y- you can't hook them that way. That's fucking weird. And uh, be so, 
<laughs> so I'm talking, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you're. He's like, you're probably fishing too deep. He's like, the this is the water temperature, and you know, for this time of year or whatever. And I was just like, what the fuck? Never heard anything like that in my life. Right. And I've been fishing. I've been fishing my whole life pretty much. And um, you know, I I wasn't aware of that. And you know, he just dropped some knowledge. I and that was I talked to the guy for five minutes. And that was it. Never saw him again. But you know, then I started paying attention to what other people were doing around me, especially the older guys who. Who were who were killing it, and then you know just get little pieces of knowledge from people. So there's, again, like something might seem super boring. You might not think that you might like it. I didn't know how I was gonna like jujitsu, and I started to get a couple of moves down. You know, with even just within the first hour, and you know the dude was like, "Holy shit!" Like you know that was. That was pretty impressive, right? You'd be and good with that too, because you have you have like long limbs, yeah. and mobile. Like you'd be really good with BJJ. And uh, so he's like, "Man, you keep practicing." He's like, "Man, you're a quick learner." Um, you know, I think that you'd be be awesome at it. I was like, "Honestly, I don't want to compete or anything. It's just something that you know I just want to do." Um, and at least you know once a week. So you know, I'm looking to where I can you know establish that in my schedule as as well as the you know practicing um, shooting a bow and, right. and shit like that. How often do you do so, that? Uh, well, I'm going to shoot for, uh, I'm going to shoot for Sundays. Um, uh, but I have to set up a private, a private lesson with them, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing because ultimately it's, it's, I mean, it's free. It's just me committing, uh, to, to a certain day and, and day and time. And the only reason that it's free is because, uh, I know we have mutual friends. Right. So, and hey, yeah, yeah, that's dope. Fucking to win. Dude, I think it's funny that, um, like, I mean, there's like the Order of Man podcast, there's a lot of uh, masculinity based stuff, there's the Wake Up Warrior movement. Um, th- th- it, and I think things go in phases. Like, there was once upon a time in history where, like, a man does everything, a man works, a man hunts, uh, even like primal days, right? And then, and then women started kind of breaking out and then they were in the workforce, and it was like, then we had a lot of Mr. Moms, and now it's coming back to a point where there's like, not in as negative of a way, because I think back in the day it was kind of negative towards women. Um, but men are starting to do more manly shit again. Um, and even I find myself, like, for some reason, like, just be, like, just really wanting, especially now that I'm having a daughter, because, like, we talked about, like, I want to provide the food. So now I'm, like, brainstorming ways I can hunt. Or I was mm-hmm. telling you I'm trying to set up with my brother-in-law, like, a tactical thing where he yep. can take me through, like, pretty much, like, going through worst-case scenario with, like, guns and, like, camping and all that kind of shit because we talked briefly about it and he does all that stuff. Um, I just think it's funny, man. Like, that's where a lot of stuff is going. And then there's, like, just tons of marketing around, like, the man. Yeah. Everywhere. Especially now because, man, we, we, we've we gotten so disconnected from, you know, that whole – and I and I, I hate to even say just being a man being a man I, you know being a human being a fucking human being and, yeah. and being what you were what you were essentially born to do and and what evolution taught us right so and and, and to kind of not pay attention to that is is like to me it, when i think about it it's almost like man there's no way i can go back to fucking doing what i did 5 years ago right yeah. because that is so fucking far from you know what i'm supposed to be doing like it almost makes you just like you know, it it makes you cringe, right? It, like it 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 puts that negative feeling like in the pit of your stomach, right. not like you know that that uh, that anxious excitement, right? It's 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 the complete opposite. It's almost like poison. And so now, when I look at things, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm not going to say yes to anything that's really not a, a for sure yes. 
Um, and you know, it's, it's, if it, if it doesn't meet the ultimate goal and if it doesn't, uh, fit into the lifestyle that I want to live, like no matter how much money it makes me or whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Like I, you know, I'm just going to do the shit that makes me happy. Um, and just doing simple, dude, I, I can't even explain to you like the, the, the feeling I had when I, when I let go of, the first fucking bullseye hit on, on that on that arrow, right? Like the whole sound, the setup, like uh, you know, getting this guy's coaching cues of of how the technique should be, and then having it all come into play into right. this one shot that hits directly in the fucking bullseye, and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. like I just dug into something that is oh my, like it's it's an addiction, yeah. right? It, you know, it's it's just like anything else you practice basketball you want to get good at basketball and you hit that first uh that three-pointer and as soon as it lets go like it, it leaves your hand you know that it's going in right it's very similar to that for people who've played basketball right I'm I mean there's there's so many different there's so many different examples out there but that I mean ultimately I mean that's what it is and then you know that wow like I'm taking the the steps necessary to accomplish a goal that's fucking huge that not a whole lot of people are doing right there's a whole lot of controversy right now uh, uh, surrounding hunting the more that I dig into it uh, and I'm just like holy shit like where did where did we come h- how do we come to this point in in society where people look at hunting as a negative thing yeah how do you think you get the right to play? yeah like and and people and you get think that's better right because, right like those people you have no sla- idea yeah those cows are getting slaughtered yeah. on a farm or what yeah or you might not even know and you know what? It, it might be good for it might be good for vegans because I think that a lot of people, if they went out and they had to kill their own food, they would fucking give up meat. Yeah. They would just go. They would go vegan. It's much easier to plant something in your backyard than it is to go out and yeah. and kill a live animal, right? Or, and, and not just because of the pursuit and the process, but the emotional connection that we have to animals, whether it be fucking lions, whether, you know, anything like that. People have this emotional connection that, to it. I think it might actually – there was a guy that – I don't know if you heard about this – that um, was a vegan for – he actually used to, like, publicly talk shit about Joe Rogan uh, because he didn't get it, and, like, Joe Rogan talks about hunting. And if you listen to Joe Rogan and Cameron Haynes and those guys, like, they have a, a positive outlook on what they're doing in the cycle of life. They're not, yeah. like, dickheads that are just killing to kill. Yeah. But this guy um, – he ha- was having serious health issues, and the doctor said, I think you should start consuming animal products because yep. you're deficient in X, Y, Z. Um, and he went out and started it, like started hunting, and now he's like full-blown like hunter and mm-hmm. like foraging for his family and shit. And it, it could completely flip the script because there is that emotional attachment, and it sounds bad like saying I'm emotionally attached to this animal I want to kill. But there's something about that, and that's just – it's the I don't know if it's – if again, it's going back to that like DNA thing, primal DNA, but mm-hmm. – the cycle of life man yeah and i think there's something about it and it's and it's it's just way more humane i think than people think right people think that you know and and then there's the con- so the connection healthy. to guns right and then or if you're shooting something with uh with a bow and arrow that like you're a primitive savage and like you just want to you, you're you're thrill killing because you think that it's bad like it, it, that's not it at all it's 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 more about you know again like we talked about before like providing for your family right i haven't even done it yet and and i'm like like i i already love it yeah. because just because of the process and the ultimate result right like you're like uh, imagine providing like it's essentially the way it is now the, the, how disconnected society is from it the way i see it is elk is like a fucking unicorn 
right? So imagine bringing unicorn meat to your to your family, right? Like just the most nutrient dense piece of meat that that that's yeah. out there, right? So like you're, I mean, you're providing a service for your family that is just like it, you're not you can't buy in the store. No, and it sounds like if you if I, I try to envision like if I buy a generic store bought meat, okay, so something was slaughtered. It was ground up into this, and it sat in there for a while. Then it was sat on a truck, and then it sat on this person's warehouse, and then it sat on another truck, and then it sat in the grocery store for a while. Then I bought it, and then it sat in my fridge until I cooked it. That's just too many steps, yeah. man. Like, it's just – it's gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes we have to eat that stuff because there's just no other option. Yeah. But um, I think if everybody can work towards – like, I'm in the process of trying to – get this plug who has like they have their own cows and everything like yep. that so i can just buy we need to buy one of those big ass freezers like what he's got over there yep. so i can just buy 20 pounds 100 yep. pounds just put and, it in there, and you can you can do that now i mean especially in the state of washington there's plenty of you know free roam mm-hmm. uh free roam cattle cattle ranches in this state um you know especially when you go down by mount rainier in in eastern washington right yep. and that's and, and that's a big reason why, you know, people are pissed off about wolves here in, 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 uh, in eastern Washington um, is because of those free roam cows and they, you know, they can't manage it or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, you can you can do that. You can do that easy. And, and to me, it's not like I never want to eat red meat again, but it's because I go in, I go to a store and I'm like, man, that ribeye, like I'm just going to. And now I look at it, I'm like, fuck, like, you know what, you know, does this thing have like six legs or. And it's, yeah. Know, and, like, and it's a. Uh, the fattier the meat, the more risk you have with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, all those pesticides, chemicals, they stick to fat. So if mm-hmm. you're getting lean meat, you're a little bit better off. But, like, if I had to choose between anything, you're buying grass-fed, it's it's definitely fatty steaks. And that fat's actually good for you, too, if yep. you can eat it. But um, I think it's I think that everybody needs to spend some time in the wilderness. I'm, I'm extremely glad that my mom had us camping – fucking couple handfuls of times a year and it was just like being out in the wilderness having no access to anything yep. it's like there's something about that that teaches you a lot and and kind of i haven't been in years and i'm dying to go because it forces you to disconnect yeah. and i think that's really huge and just being out in the wilderness man like that's that's real life yeah right like we're in this like dude we can have anything in the with the snap of our fingers yeah. right like out there like no you're on your own. Yeah. And animals are fucking brutal. Every time you tag me in a nature is metal post, I just feel like a pussy. I'm yeah. like, these animals. Dude, humans are just a soft bag. Dude, we're so fucking, soft. Yeah. It's crazy. I watch this and I'm just like, fuck, yeah. dude, this is nuts. This eagle just walks into the water, yeah. grabs a fucking Big fish. Big ass fish, yeah. Just walks <laughs> off. That's crazy. Or like, I think it was hyenas were trying to get an alligator or something, right? And the hippo was, like, just irritated that these hyenas were making noise. And it walks into the, like, mud and just fucking bashes this alligator onto the land so the hyenas could take it. Or was it a different animal? No, it was a it was a, it was a hippo. The hippo did it? Yeah, yeah. But well, it was an alligator, right? That he, crocodile. Crocodile, okay. Yeah, there's my no bad. alligators in Africa. Okay, my bad. Yeah. You're, you're still learning. I know. <laughs> Bro, so I started watching the uh, – I started watching Africa, the, yeah. uh, which is another, like, kind of like Planet Earth. The one that Morgan Freeman uh, narrates? No. No? It's the same guy as Planet Earth. Oh, okay. David Attenborough. But you actually see him. That was the first time I've ever seen him. Because yeah. it's like actually him sitting yeah. there talking. But old, uh, du- old dude. Super old. Um, I thought he was like make-believe. I was like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the like one of the first scenes was like bugs and shit, bro. They had a cricket that was bigger than my foot. Mm-hmm. It was literally bigger than the bird. And it was eating baby birds. And I was yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck? That's a bucket list thing for me is to go to Africa and... Uh, you know, do like a safari. Yeah, and, that'd be sick. Yeah, 
dude, like, yeah. I just, can you imagine that, though? Like, people get tripped out about a little baby spider or cockroach. Like, this motherfucker's got foot-sized crickets running mm-hmm. around. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I don't like. I don't either. I don't like spiders. But that shit was, it was hella funny. I was cooking, and I walked over to the screen. I didn't know Shannon was coming home. I was standing right in front of the screen with just, like, this crazy look on my face trying to capture it with my phone. Because it was so fucking big. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you thought the spider was going to jump on you? I was you? like, you see this cricket? That's hilarious. Oh, dude, it's funny, man. But I'm getting addicted to those, dude. Uh, fucking um, Planet Earth 2 is fire. Like, the snakes. I was telling you earlier, man, those snakes coming out is crazy. What uh, uh, One thing I wanted to ask you today while you're on is uh, what documentaries I mean, are I'm, you on? I've almost watched them all. Everything, Dude, it's like. Pretty much everything. Uh, if I don't know if I we talked about it before. I could see you a documentary someday. Now I got your mind turning. <laughs> you do, man. You do. It'll wait, though. It'll wait. Till I'm, like, hella old and wise and, you know, I got a dope-ass documentary voice. I'm going to practice that <laughs> shit. I'm going to take, like, acting classes yeah. just to get the David Attenborough <laughs> documentary voice. But uh, the the most recent one that, that I've watched, and I've, I've actually watched it several times, uh, is uh, Tales by Light. So uh, it's about – actually, Travis, you would love it um, – a lot of people would love it. I mean, it's it's great. It's uh so it's about like different like photographers, right? So for example, this guy. I don't know if you're familiar with uh the Big Cat Diary or uh Big Cat Week. So, uh, fucking, I forget his name. He uh he was on that. He's on that show, and he's been in Africa for like since like the 70s, right? And he's a British dude. But um, you know it, and I'm just using him for an example. He's in this documentary. He uh. You know, him and his wife are are in Africa, and they are shooting, you know, wildlife, not just lions, not just big cats, but, like, birds and, um, you know, just different just different shit. And so it's about, like, the process and, and why they do what they do and, you know, different cameras that they use. And uh, there's another guy who goes to India, and so the thing in India is everybody wants to be uh, uh, cremated and have their ashes spread in the Ganges river. Right. Because it's like, that's like the holiest place in India or yeah. some shit. And it's fucking dirty as shit. Too. It's well, I mean, they're putting fucking dead bodies in there. Right. So not only do they like the put the <laughs> ashes, not only do they put the ashes in there, but they, before they cremate the body, they have, they take them out on like these, it almost looks like a stretcher. Right. But it's yeah. like, you know, they lay them out on these things. They dress them up. They put jewelry on them and you see them, right. You see like this dead body, right? Like this old Indian woman being carried to the Ganges and then they cleanse her, they cleanse her body in the Ganges. Right. So they're, yeah. they're just shaking her around in the, in the water, bring her up. They have this huge fucking fire that they put her in. I mean, you, I mean, like her foot's hanging out and shit. I, I dude, it, it was, but like, and then the guy's like taking pictures. So you see it, right? Like you see the video and then you see the snapshots because you, because they also take a video of the guy, the actual photographer who's, who's taking the shots. And then they piece the, those snapshots into the video. And then you're like, damn, like he made that look super legit right like just he he made like that whole experience look absolutely amazing and and it and then it got me thinking like man like photos and videos like they're they're completely different and they can tell or they they can tell a completely different story of the exact same thing because you're watching it and you're thinking damn like that is morbid as fuck right like 
you and they're just bringing in body after body after body after body just being cleansed in the Ganges and and cremated and then they they show a few snapshots and you're like it's a it's a completely it's different like a holy ceremony exactly yeah so you go from thinking about dead bodies being in the water and shit and you know having these morbid thoughts to being like man that that's actually kind of fucking cool yeah and so i mean the the whole the whole documentary i mean it's it's like it's like a docu series so there's multiple seasons and and episodes um that was i mean i watched that multiple times just because i was so fascinated at you know, like the story that these photographers are telling, the process, why they're doing it, um, man. And, and they're just going to, you know, rural parts of, of the world and, and, and capturing shit that nobody does. I mean, it, and one of them, one of them, the guys is uh, local. He's from Seattle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. He's got a studio in Seattle. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. If he, if he even, uh, if he even gave it, but I was like, man, it'd be dope to go see that guy's shit. Yeah. Because he's a he's a great photographer, but um, yeah, Tales by Light. Uh, it's on uh, it's on Netflix. I would definitely check that out. I think it's cool too, because like when you watch documentaries, you I mean you learn a lot, but also it's it's fucking real. Mm-hmm. Like I I love watching cool movies and all, but it's real life, and there's so many things in this world that are so out of our own control to experience mm-hmm. that we may never experience yeah. um, or that we never knew could be experienced. Yeah. And the only way to find that out is through, that's why I love planet earth so much. Cause they go to parts of the world and you're like, dude, that, that fucking, uh, Komodo dragon is the size of, of a great white shark. Like what the hell? Right. Like that iguana lives in the ocean. Practically could swim. Yeah. It's like, Charizard. Yeah, it spends like 70% of the time in the water or some Crazy, shit. Like, yeah. Right. It's There's wild. so many just like insane, um, God, there was that, like, the mountain goat one. That blew my mind. Oh, my God. Those fuckers running around those rocks like it's nothing. Yeah. There's so many cool, like, animals that you would never. Yeah. And, again, you just, it, it truly does toughen you up a little bit. Yeah. Because you just go, okay, like, life ain't that bad. Yeah. You know, like, there was the fucking, uh, it might have been in India. I know it was in that Middle East area. Um, and there was, like, they were showing, like, these leopards that kill fucking pigs in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And then you like they're in this park killing these pigs, like eating these pigs, stealing pigs. There's like a dude walking by casually, because yeah. that's just a normal thing. Can yeah. you imagine like you're or the guy that like feeds the hyenas? Like yeah. the hyenas know to come to his place at a certain time because yeah. they know the that the business is closed and, the, and they're gonna get the scraps of food. Dude, it's crazy. That's like wild. I, I can't imagine like walking home from the bar and just being like, oh shit, there's another black leopard killing a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep walking. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Anyone in, in these states would be, like, petrified. Can we do a fact check really quick on if India is considered the Middle East? Man, you going to do that to me? Is it, is it considered the Middle East? It is. I hope so. Feel free to talk. Yeah. yeah. You don't, I don't think, yeah, you can't hear shit from me. No. I think it is. Dude. Is it considered the Middle Saudi East? Saudi Arabia, huh. all that stuff. Yeah, because, like, right. anything in, if it's not in Europe and it's not in Africa and it's not in Asia, it's Middle East. The Middle East might be part of Europe or something. I'm, like, no. Bro, I'm not a geography teacher. But uh, this is my Egypt is now, man. Egypt Don't is considered that. the Middle East, though. <laughs> Isn't Egypt considered the Middle East? Yeah. Is it? That's yeah, part of Africa. Africa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one place I would love to fucking Yeah, I asked me too. Matt, it's I just Matt super sketchy Prince. right now. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I had him on the show, and he was like, he said he's that's the number one place to ever been in his life. He's been to so many places. Yeah. And he said that people think it's super sketchy, but if you just go to the right city, like, you don't have to worry about anything, yeah. and it's really fun. Yeah. He's just like, dude, I was riding a quad around the pyramids. Like, it's like, that's wild. Nuts. It's crazy that the pyramids are right next to the fucking city. Yeah. Like, they're right there. 
It, it doesn't well, really I mean, take that much time. Well, you think about everything is popularized city now, yeah. so it's, but they're not going to get rid of that shit. Man. Documentaries on that stuff is really interesting yeah. to me as well. Yeah. I, I just don't like uh, like certain conspiracies Aliens, I like. Man. But, yeah, the whole alien built the fucking pyramid. Get the fuck out of here. The, it's just funny because that nobody can give credit to – not nobody, but a lot of people can't give credit to – you know, people that lived 3,000 years ago. Smarter than us. Yeah, yeah, especially in Africa. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, so uh, now that you're a guest on my show, we got I got to ask you the question, man. You're on a flight to Japan. You got a 13-hour flight ahead of you. You're in the middle seat. You got two empty seats next to you, alive or already, dead. I think I've already answered this. You thing. have, but it's got to change. That was like a year ago. Yeah. We answered that on one of the first podcasts. So who's sitting next to you? Dead on or a alive? flight to Japan. I'm in the middle seat. It's a 16-hour flight can't, to Japan. Dead or alive can't be friends, family, or Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith is definitely off there now. Okay, good. He's been coming out with some dumbass shit. <laughs> tired, of, tired of Will Smith now. I got to watch his old shit. Uh, dude, that is fucking tough. Dead or alive can't be family, friends. I, 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 gotta, I still got to stick with... Uh, just because he's like my favorite actor ever, uh, Heath Ledger. Be an interesting mind to yeah to pick too, because he went deep in that movie. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like the deepest you could go. Yeah. Um. And I'm uh, and I'm just a huge fan of of acting. Like I I love documentaries and I love real shit, but just as much like I love movies and I love like the like great great actors because that's something that like you got to tap into something that you don't yeah you know that's just that's just crazy to me so Heath Ledger um and right now at this point just because I'm so into you know the the process of of hunting and going on my first hunt and I'm a big fan of education and just learning from people who have already done it uh Cameron Haynes yeah He's a super interesting dude. Yeah. I never really, like, because I wasn't super into hunting, I never really listened to his episodes. Yeah. And then after I listened to one, I was kind of addicted to his because yeah. he's just been through some crazy shit. Yeah. And, and, like, yeah, he's, like, a super interesting person. But, like, I would probably just talk to him just about, like, the only reason he has yeah. that seat is about hunting. Like, yeah. I completely, not completely, but, like, I strongly disagree with a lot of his like political views yeah. and you know and in other shit around, like and the way that he trains and stuff like he is not the smartest right and i fucking hate running and the dude does ultra marathons so you know i'd pretty much just talk to him about hunting yeah. so he would have that other seat if 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 it wasn't him it would be uh Steven Ranella um uh who's also he he has a show um called Meat Eater on um on Netflix and it was, it's like the first of its kind. Uh, he, uh, so obviously it's a, it's a hunting show, but like not every episode is successful. Like they don't always kill something. Like it's more about the process and showing like the real raw story behind hunting, right? Like you could go out for fucking weeks and not, not just not kill something, but like you might not see anything either. Yeah. Like not even like signs of shit. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it brings like a, a, a more real perspective to what you can expect versus if you go watch something on YouTube, somebody kills something every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it would definitely Heath Ledger and then either uh, 
And just because, you know, Cameron Haynes is a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't even say charismatic, but I think interesting, I guess. Um, I would, yeah, I'd probably cho- I would probably choose him. Dope. Yeah. Dude, thank you for coming back on the show. Yeah, man. All right, guys, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a subscriber. And if you haven't left a five-star rating and review, please do so for me today. I would really appreciate it, and it would help me grow the podcast more and more. Before I sign off, I do have a quick announcement. I am releasing my very first training program for purchase and download. You can actually buy that right now by clicking the link in the show notes ASAP. This is a revolutionary program. It's backed up by years and years and years of coaching hundreds and hundreds of individuals and studying over the years. And it is built based on what I have found to provide the best results to build muscle, burn fat, and stay healthy from a joint perspective. I think a lot of people train their ass off and then they get injured too frequently and they're not able to stay consistent. Well, this program takes the functional part of building muscle and burning fat and applies it into a system that has built-in periodization so you know you're progressing and you know you're getting results. I've tested this on multiple clients already and they've got extraordinary results. So I'm super, super pumped about it. You can click the link in the show notes now and get an exclusive rate um, and purchase price on that only today, only this weekend, and only because you are a listener of this podcast. So I would highly suggest you do that. Once you buy this program, you will have access to the Facebook group. And this Facebook group is the podcast forum, and it is closed for anybody who does not purchase a program here on out. So it's really important to get in there uh, because you're going to have access to me. You can ask me any questions about your training, your nutrition, the specific program you are following, and you can even post videos so I can critique your form. As you can tell, I have a lot of good things to say about this program, and I have a lot of good things to say about the community we built in that Facebook group. So if you want to purchase this program at an exclusive rate before the price goes up, I highly suggest you do so now by clicking the link in the show notes. Once again, thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next time.